You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Now, Statistics South Africa released the unemployment rate for the second quarter and it declined slightly to 32.6% from 32.9% in the first quarter. The results of the quarterly labor force survey indicates that the number of unemployed or rather employed persons increased by 154,000 to 16.3 million in the second quarter of 2023 and that's compared with uh, the first quarter of this year. Uh, The number of unemployed people that decreased by uh, 11,000 to 17 uh, rather 7.9 million uh, during the same time. Uh, Meanwhile South Africa's uh, unemployment rate uh, remains stubbornly high. It remains a thorn in the side of many young people. Uh, Sean Tennyson who is a social media entrepreneur and the founder of uh, Property Point uh, well he says that South Africa can improve its youth unemployment crisis by creating awareness of the available employability training opportunities that exist and uh, also uh, educating SMMEs on the the crucial role in empowering youth uh, while growing the economy. And uh, to hear more about his views in this climate, uh, we join now by Sean Tennyson. Uh, Sean, thanks for speaking to us. Welcome to Update at Noon. Well, very interesting, you know, reading uh, your comments, your perspective on the youth unemployment crisis. But, you know, the question is very often, where do we begin? How does South Africa start to bridge the divide uh, between skills and youth unemployment in the country? I think that what one of the key factors for us that we've seen is that there's definitely a skills deficit. And for us to focus on skills development of youth becomes quite critical. I think we've seen in the market that uh, both from a government and business sector that there's been great initiatives like your youth employment services or um, the National Business Initiative as an employability program as well. And it's being able to focus around creating the, the, the skills development that's needed and then giving the youth an opportunity to get the actual job experience in the marketplace becomes quite critical. But also in those sectors where it is needed um, and being able to ensure that we also deliver on those new skills that's needed in the marketplace. Uh, Sean, I remember when uh, the uh, YES project, when that initiative was launched, uh, you know, everybody was interested. It went quite big. And that was in 2018 uh, when uh, President Ramaphosa launched uh, the Youth Employment uh, Service, or YES. And the goal at the time was for a million uh, youth jobs uh, that would uh, be created through that. To date, I'm not even sure. By your count, how many jobs have actually been created um, for those South Africans who were earmarked for this? So I cannot speak on behalf of yes, but I think that in terms of the work that we've seen them doing in the marketplace, that they have created those job opportunities for the youth. I think what is important, though, Satina, is that when we start looking at the statistics that's released for that, for instance, the updated statistics that we've seen today is that we are definitely not making um, a change in those unemployment rates. If we look and zone in on the youth unemployment Mm. rates specifically, it's still very much the highest in terms of those that are unemployed. And, and I think you mentioned it previously, it's, it's, it's not about looking at the um, official f- 
bigger. It's, it's, it's about the expanded definition. And so we do have a youth crisis. And over the years, we've not necessarily made a dent in it. That does not mean that the programs that are operating the marketplace are not effective and efficient. It just means that we need more support in those areas in mm. order for us to be able to create those opportunities. And I think one of the key factors that we've seen um, working with small and medium-sized businesses is that we need to be able to create job opportunities in small businesses. I think many a times we look at big businesses as being the opportunity holder for jobs, but the reality has shown us that small businesses are the economic drivers um, in a country. Um, and if we are able to support small businesses, and we also ensure that these small businesses um, get the support in terms of how they're able to host and, and bring in uh, employment opportunities for youth becomes the critical area where successes can be made. So I, I totally agree with you. I also do believe that it's imperative that we actually track the sort of promises that are made and the sort of outcomes that are ultimately achieved. Because again, Money is being thrown, uh, you know, around to come up with possible solutions. But how much are we spending and what is the return on investment? So I do believe that it's important that we actually track all of these initiatives to see if they really have the sort of impact that is desired. And if not, we need to interrogate why that is not happening. But you also argue, uh, Sean, that uh, the labor market now has become increasingly skills intensive. So uh, to that point... What is the role then of uh, some of the initiatives that do exist and uh, also the ones that perhaps youth are not too alive to? Um, what role uh, do these initiatives and by extension, I suppose, uh, some of the institutions need to play in order to make sure that the youth actually receive the skills that the industry and the economy at large needs? No, definitely. I think that what we're seeing in the marketplace is that the, that alignment becomes quite critical. So if you look at the statistics, one of the key areas, for instance, where we've seen a growth in, in opportunities has been in the construction space. But one of the deficits that we're seeing in the construction space is the need for artisan, is, is the lack of artisan skills. So, so are we gearing and driving um, those opportunities for the youth in the areas that it's needed. So um, from a construction perspective, I would definitely say your artisan skills, we need more plumbers, we need more electricians, we need technicians um, with the technical skills to be able to do it. In the financial services sector, there's a huge need for, for critical skills within your information technology um, ITC space. You, you do need those uh, new, new innovative skills in the marketplace. And there needs to be that alignment. I think that what, what does concern me sometimes is when we start mismatching and saying, you know, let's create opportunities, but we, we, we're making the use of waiters. I think we need to focus on critical skills. And I definitely agree with you in terms of the accountability that needs to be in the marketplace in, in terms of support for these programs and tracking the impact over time. Because we want to start seeing that move in terms of our unemployment figures. Are we making within the next couple of years a huge dent in terms of youth unemployment, for instance? Um, another area that we critically focus on is the being able to focus the youth on entrepreneurial skills. Because if they are not able to get an opportunity, do they have the skills to go out there and start their own small business 
in order to take the, the, the skills that they've learned, whether it's becoming a plumber or electrician, and converting that into running their own business. Mm. You know, it's it's so interesting that we're having this discussion today, Sean. Uh, I was speaking to John Hirika, um, our sports guy, yesterday, and we were talking about, uh, in part, the fact that uh, we talk about the skills deficit, but uh, when was the last time that there was, you know, actual intentionality in looking at the curriculum with people from industry in order to make sure that it is fit for purpose? Is that happening? And and if so, how often is it happening? I, I don't think that it's happening as fast as we would like it to happen. I think that from a, if, we, if we look at it from an education perspective, you see that there's a the curriculum has, has stayed very much the same. But what you are seeing is that there are focused areas and it's more extracurriculum in, in nature where entrepreneurial skills are being um, taught at the school level. Um, we've been involved in programs where um, edu- uh, entrepreneurial skills have been taught at the school level. But I think that needs to become mainstream within schools. Are we getting our learners up to understand what it means to to operate a business, to run a business, um, and, and not just to go and become a job seeker? Mm. You would imagine at this point, uh, our discussion also went in this direction, that uh, you should be able to walk into uh, an institution of higher learning and there should be uh, some chart on the wall that tells you uh, about the numbers of uh, vacancies or uh, people that are needed in different sectors, different industries, so that that would almost guide you towards what you should be looking at instead of doing something that's perhaps over saturated, uh, I don't know, maybe like HR or something, people, I don't know, something like that. Why can't we do simple things that would facilitate? It's, I, I cannot disagree with you. I think that there's definitely a mismatch. We work predominantly also within the property space as property point, and we've been able to work with industry to understand where some of those deficits are. So in, in one of our initiatives, we, we, we worked with TVET colleges to go and find and source um, students that were working within those artisan skills and create opportunities for them. We've just recently opened up an artisan um, hub in Cajiso in the West Rand of Johannesburg, focused specifically on providing skills development programs for um, artisan training and, and for use within, the, within those areas. So I think it's happening within pockets, but being able to make sure that we align it to a national strategy would be quite critical um, for us to be solving these challenges. Absolutely. And just finally, Sean, so what do we do? You speak about opportunities that exist. Access to information is also key because unless people know that opportunities exist, uh, youth in particular, uh, how are they meant to find those opportunities? Yes, I think that um, from once again, I can speak from the sector that we are working in. They are able to contact us at Property Point in terms of that industry. Uh, and uh, the real estate and property industry and construction industry. But it's being able to make sure that we create a national um, directory uh, for jobs that that people are able to uh, align and see where those opportunities are. Um, And also aligning into the educational institutions becomes quite critical. And I think having said that, Sakina, that becomes a huge opportunity space as well for youth to be able to, to play in.
Sean Jennison, thanks so much for speaking to us this afternoon. Social entrepreneur, founder of Property Point. And uh, Sean, uh, rather more optimistic, uh, you know, yes, we know that the youth unemployment figures are stubbornly and uh, dangerously high. Uh, but Sean, of course, uh, says that, you know, there, there, there is a crisis, uh, but we can improve on that crisis by actually creating awareness of available employability training opportunities that exist within uh, the country and, of course, uh, for SMMEs also to crucially understand the role that they can play in empowering the youth while growing the economy. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.